0: welcome to flip the switch on life podcast i'm your host jessica marie i'm an embodiment life coach here to help you live an empowered and soulful life i guide women towards self-healing to take back their power so that they can start living life by their own rules and embrace their true authenticity This podcast is your go-to where I will be giving you all the tools and resources to start the process of self-healing, doing the deep inner work, and developing your spiritual wellness. There is so much power in embodying your true self, but we often allow fear and comfortability control our lives, keep us playing small, and settling for less than we deserve. By learning to rewire your subconscious, you will discover your truest and your highest self. You will learn how to take back control and flip the switch on your life. So thank you so much for listening. Now let's get into the episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode. This podcast episode, we are talking all things energy. I have been loving the conversations with the humans I've been getting on the podcast, talking all things energy, intuitive, psychic abilities, and spirituality. I can't get enough of it. I love hearing other people's perspectives and their zone of genius. And really, at the end of the day, how do we activate our own special unique gifts? So this episode is really dedicated to diving deeper into energy work And allowing ourselves to really see the purpose, the intention of tapping into our heart and just learning more about energy as a whole. So, I have Gabrielle Pimstone on the podcast today, and she worked in a corporate psychology career for 27 years. But she had a podcast episode she was listening to that completely changed her life. Ultimately, she started to listen to the anxiety that was coming through that was saying that this way of living, being, and doing is no longer available to me. So she's now an energy coach and she helps those feeling burnt out and stuck. She teaches powerful energy techniques, which she gives some of those techniques on the podcast for self-healing and navigating major life transitions so people can live with renewed purpose and passion. She talks about how we can access our own blockages. She talks about how we can tap into our dreams for interpretation. Podcast is full of amazing nuggets, so let's just dive right in. Hello, Gabrielle, how are you today?
1: I am really great. I've been actually looking forward to this particular podcast for a while, so it's great to be here.
0: Ooh, can I ask what what has you excited to be here?
1: Well, I like the sound of your demographic. Your listeners are precisely who I am and are precisely who I love talking to. So that was a really big plus.
0: <laughs> Yay, I love that. Well, yeah. I'm so excited to have you here and talk all things energy. Oh, yes. All things energy. That's like all things energy. something that I've been delving into deeper, especially as I have been Reiki attuned since March. Oh, wow. So it completely, completely shifted my life. Maybe we'll get into that in the episode. Um, yeah. So I know how powerful energy is and just how to, op- like, being able to open your antenna has just been just wild, wild. And then working with clients has just been transformative. So I'd love awesome. to hear from you, like, how did you get into energy work? Um, you mentioned that you're, you do energy mastery, energy healing, sacred geometry, and also, like, obviously incorporating like a spiritual awakening and how there's so many levels to that. But yeah, I would love for you to share with us your story, your beginning.
1: All right. I'm actually just taking notes because you've said so much in there and I want to be able to talk through everything. But let's maybe start with the spiritual awakening because that was the start of everything. And then, if your uh, visitors would, your guests would like, I can talk a little bit about the sacred geometry and how it kind of differs. We're all
0: we're all we're all witchy spiritual. Oh, great! I was going to ask because sometimes I've
1: got to water it down, and sometimes I can really go there and talk about. No, we can go. We can go
0: all the way there.
1: Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, let me then let me then go there. So. 2020 I was in a terrible rut I've come from the corporate world I've been in psychology for 27 years but working with corporates and it broke me like the corporate I used to love it and then suddenly I just realized I'm actually not enjoying this work and I saw this incredible quote once that said if you no longer enjoy something that you once loved it's the universe's way of telling you to make changes and I thought that was Mm -hmm. really powerful that didn't catalyze me my awakening came through a podcast which is why I'm really into podcasts and I was listening to this woman being interviewed and she was talking about being in this constant state of anxiety always waiting for the other shoe to fall and like, the, you know, sometimes you have those moments where some, someone says something and it just lands. That was my moment yeah. because I'd been living like all my life in a spiritual mm. prison.
0: You said you've been living in, black all of your life?
1: All my life, all wow. my life in a spiritual prison, like mm. it's invisible, but it's, it sits in your head. I couldn't get out of anxiety. I'd been in mm. therapy for years. I couldn't make the shift and something in what she said really awoken me and that's when I started exploring like I went in I started doing those 21 day challenges you know Deepak yeah. Chopra's 20. I love them yeah. I started following Gabby Bernstein who's really great for entry-level people coming in she makes that transition and then I started channeling and now this is where mm-hmm. I'm just going to say it I would wake up about three mornings a week, I'd wake up to channeling to voices, and mm. it was in an ancient. Yeah, it was in an, a kind of an ancient English. That it wasn't my voice, and I didn't like know it wasn't was like so a light language. It. it wasn't light language. Okay. It was there. It was sound bites, mm. and it was it. I was channeling from somewhere that wasn't my voice. And, like, it wasn't only one time did it freak me out, but most of the time it was like, okay. But I would get these sound bites and I wouldn't know what to do with them. I couldn't really understand them. And then I had this uh, advert come up on Instagram for. Uh, like a three-day you know weekend workshop I attended and actually it was the guy that I landed up studying with I was Mm -hmm. just interested to know what this channeling was and how to get out of my rut and that was my awakening and then of course I had a deep spiritual awakening during as I was learning to become an energy master and that Mm -hmm. came in various shapes and forms yeah so that's
0: yeah. Yeah. Wow. So many things to share there. So with your channeling, you just woke up to it and there was like, you weren't trying, you weren't meditating. It was just like, it just was happening. It was happening. And and I guess the reason
1: why it happened as I was sleeping was because I was quite blocked off. So when you sleep, your conscious mind goes to sleep as well. Yep. Your and you're unconscious.
0: Is a, is, correct. Yeah. Correct.
1: Yeah. So I think that's why it started when I was sleeping.
0: Mm, Oh my gosh. Mm. And so from there you were getting really curious and delving deeper into energy and like channeling specifically. And so you found this man, you went to his retreat and then did he help you kind of like awaken those gifts, learn how to like maneuver them. And then
1: what from there,
0: like, what was the, what was the switch on point where you said like, I wasn't, I wasn't stuck anymore. And I was able to like make those shifts
1: okay so it was more than a retreat that I went to I actually studied with him for 18 months wow. now his yeah and his and um, he calls himself the spiritual activator because he's got a, his gift is he's able to activate your spiritual gifts which is why Love I'm it. so excited about this yeah so yeah so the first it was interesting was in the first level I've done three levels of, of graduated um, first level was Really focused on our spiritual gifts. And without knowing it, he kind of drew from the Akashic records and he told us all what our spiritual gifts were. And I thought to myself, if he doesn't say channeling, he's a fraud. Mm. <laughs> and he said, and he said channeling. So I'm <laughs> like, uh... okay, you're good in my book then. Yeah. <laughs> you're good in my book. Yeah. And uh, once he activated that, and now I've learned how to do that for others, I've learned the technique and methodology. Um, my channeling has definitely changed, and it's now channeling from our higher self. Uh, I know that because it's now in my voice. It's now mm. in my language. Mm. Still, still sound bites. So I'm not for some reason I haven't expanded it beyond sound bites. I think it's that's going to come, but I'm channeling with more clarity now. Uh, except the other day I had an interesting one. I woke up. It woke me up out of my sleep, and it was channeling it was at the bottom of my bed. I can't explain it, but it was not me. Mm -hmm. So, but most of the time it's higher, it's higher self-channeling, which is beautiful. Um, it's not, it's just, it's actually a really feels like a safe way to channel. Very
0: cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's so fascinating too, because with my Reiki attunement and for those that are Reiki practitioners, um, you know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, that's completely okay. Um, I will say in like a high level Reiki can just open your frequency up to receive more of your turn on of your intuitive gifts. That's the, I think the best logical way I can say it. And so for me, I remember when I was like sitting on my couch meditating, this was after Reiki level one. And I just would hear like these noises and I'm like freaking out because I'm like, what is going (laughs) on? My ears are ringing so loud. I'm going to bed. My hands are hot. And it was just in the dreams of like doing Reiki in different life. It was just so much. That's and great. so, yeah, yeah. And so I I think around after like level two was when I was playing around with channeling in some regard. And so um, I've had a couple experiences where it was very clear as day what was being shown to me. Um, and then it was like, when I'm like meditating, I'm, it's so fascinating too. Cause it's like, there's so much to learn and so much to, again, also take what resonates and leave what doesn't. However, I felt like with my journey with connecting with my guides, it was like more of a feminine voice. And now lately it's been more masculine. And so with you mentioning, yeah. And so with you mentioning, you know, the higher self versus like other entities, which are just like beams of energy. Um, it, it's really interesting to see how people channel. I have a really great friend too who does akashic record readings and uh um, yes. she gets those in her own voice, but like she can tell if it's masculine or feminine. So yes it's yes. it's really it's really fascinating. and the fact that they have these programs out there that can help you like access your own gifts, I think is just so so wild and like cool at the same time.
1: It's really, really cool. Um, I just want to go back to what you said about ears ringing because, That's such a common sign of a message trying to come through. And I just Mm -hmm. wanted to slow down on that in case any of your listeners experience that. It's like this high frequency pitch, like a ringing, you know, and that's a really sure sign that a message is trying to get through.
0: Yeah. And so... I think that's also really powerful too, because in the beginning of my attunement, they were my ears were like ringing so loud. And now I get like subtle rings in like left yes. and right. And so yeah. I don't always get, I don't get like messages of like, this is what it means, but I try to be more aware of what did I just say? Or did someone say something to me? Or exactly. um, when I'm in the act of, like it's it's interesting because every time I do a podcast interview- I yeah. always get an earring. So I'm like, this is what I should be doing, having conversations. <laughs> exactly, so. exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, Gabrielle, tell us a little bit. So, after you got, like, you know, you graduated and you felt more connected to yourself, what did you like? You were working in corporate. What made you like take the shift? Cause now you're working for yourself and you own your own business. So, how did that transition happen after you kind of like awoke to your potential? Right. So it was a
1: slow process. Uh, it took me two years. The first uh, kind of wake up call was when I listened to that podcast in 2020. And I felt um a sense of uh, real calling. And I just realized that the corporate world had broken me. It wasn't yeah. healthy for me anymore. But ultimately, I went back to the corporate grind because these big changes are difficult and I always say that to people if you're looking to make a change just do it in a way that feels comfortable for you so what then happened was it was when I went through the graduation process I came back from my final program and I was in a corporate I was in a was on a contract so I'd kind of made a shift out of permanent corporate I was in a contract been on it for five years And I came back from my third level workshop and I literally resigned. I was Mm. just no longer in resonance. But what I'd done in the interim was I'd set up some of the parameters and the systems for me to actually transition into being an entrepreneur. But I cannot explain to you it other than to say that I just couldn't finish that piece of work. It Mm. was so, um, it was prosaic. I was actually quite starting to feel that level of anxiety again, every time I got onto a call, every time I was with my clients. So it was just a big sign. It was a big red, a red flag, get out. And I did it. I listened to it.
0: Mm. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like a lot of people here too can resonate with the whole transcending or pivoting, whether that is like within one business niche to another, or if it's from corporate to entrepreneurship, I think, I think it's really, and I think really to the bottom layer of that is like listening to your heart and listening to those inklings to me, anxiety is just a message that our body is sharing that like, Hey, you're not listening to what I'm giving you. So here's something for you to pay attention to. And we're just in a society where we are just so used to coping with numbing and coping with this is just how things are supposed to be. And for you to, again, have another powerful success story of someone who is really listening to their heart, listening to their intuition, listening to the anxiety that is saying, wake the fuck up. This is no longer serving me.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And I'll be honest with you, the universe was really gentle because I kept getting gentle signs.
0: Mm. And
1: my signs never got worse than real anxiety. Sometimes people lose it all you know yeah, yeah. but I, it was very benevolent but it you know I kind of I think it was because I was shifting I like you were kind of up.
0: listening you're I like kind of listening. Yeah. yes exactly
1: yeah. but I like I just couldn't anymore and I had to listen to my truth I came back from this high resonance, and this high frequency seven-day experience And I started working the next day and I was just, I can't do this anymore. Got to listen to it. You got to listen to yourself. The other thing that started happening more frequently was my dreaming. So I've always been interested Mm. in my dreams. I've always followed my dreams, but I started having like serious nightmares and constantly like my dreams are always really clear to me. And the messages were like, get the fuck out of there, as you said. Mm -hmm. So that was another message from the universe to make the change.
0: Wow. Yeah. Dreams, I think are, can be so potent. Um, I I've had a couple dreams where messages were very direct, but I would love to, you know, dive deeper into dreams. And, And I think for people that are, you know, again, just like listening to the signs of the universe, God creator source is giving you in the moment. So Gabrielle, once you made that pivot Um, tell us what was next for you in your journey because you mentioned that you help people release their deepest energy blocks. And I want to go deep into that because- I think, and I know, I should say, I know that trauma is stored in the body and everything is energy. And so as we, you know, Reiki practitioners and other energy workers, you know, we focus on different meridians of the body. We focus on the chakras and I'm sure other things that I have yet to learn about energy work. So I'd love for you to take us a little bit deeper into like how you got into what you do now. After you got attuned and you started doing your inner work and all of that, how did it lead to working with people and helping them release their deepest energy blocks?
1: Yeah, well, in the methodology that I work, we do use attunements, but I got activated. That's more more what it was. And I learned specific techniques. So the way that I look at it and the way that my methods are kind of developed and designed around is that you're right about energy being stored. We all have invisible energy blocks. They form often in childhood as a result of trauma. Sometimes they form in the womb during gestation. Sometimes they form, trans- like they pass down from generations, like our parents and grandparents and ultimately our lineage. And then sometimes they're karmic. Mm-hmm. So what I'm able to do is I'm able to, determine where the root I'm always looking for the root of the block because when yeah, you same. release the inception point that's when things change otherwise you just kind of it's a band-aid approach so I find where it is and um, I work um, I obviously work with the chakras but I've also got techniques that help me clear across the full timeline which means I can go to the karmic grid I can clear there I can clear transgenerationally, uh, wherever the root is. Like I'll do that, I often work on a kind of this lifetime's timeline. I'll go back to childhood. They won't tell me, you know, where, what their trauma is necessarily, or certainly they won't tell me when it started. And I'll find the exact time. And then after I clear it, we do a debrief. And then I'll say to them, at three years old, I picked up A, B, and C, and they'll go, oh, wow, yes, at three years old or mm. through your teens, this was really, there was actually one uh, person who I kept picking up trauma at the start of every decade, so like in her early 20s, in her mm. early 30s, in her, and that was really interesting because when we debriefed, the pattern became very clear. So I'm clearing at that level. You talk about um sacred geometry as well so i used i use advanced sacred geometry so multi geometries i work with you know the yantra metatron. can you
0: can you share a little bit about what sacred geometry is with us
1: yes of course
0: so (laughs) um
1: If you pay attention, the world and the human body, nature and the human body is made up of these divine patterns. They're in divine proportions and ratios. So look at a snowflake. Um, Even look at honeycomb, which is, you Mm -hmm. know, these are hexagons, multiple hexagons. Um, You know, sacred sites as well, like the pyramids of Giza and um, other sacred temples are designed with sacred geometry, geometric Mm -hmm. proportions in the body, like all our, uh, our uh, what do you call it, um, DNA is a perfect spirals and so forth. So each of these geometries has a particular frequency, energetic frequency, and they can be used for healing purposes. And the more advanced the geometry is and the more you stack and layer different geometries on top of each other, deeper you can go. What they do is they act as a, uh, like an adapter. So Mm -hmm. when you, if you were to put on geometry and you would channel divine energy and do your healing, you'd be exhausted. What Mm -hmm. the geometries do is they they actually do the work for you, and they allow you to channel potent energy without imploding. Yeah.
0: Wow, that's so fascinating. So (laughs) you're using sacred geometry while you're doing energy work, and so. Helping people with their deeply rooted patterns, and for me, I do this more in a subconscious rewiring moment of inner dialogue and working mm-hmm. with different parts of um, our psyche, if you will, to go back to the roots because our subconscious is really where everything is stored. And so, there's so many amazing ways that we can use these modalities to help get us to the yeah. root. So I'm right there with you. We need to get to yeah. the root. We need to stop the yeah. bleeding. And yeah. so, when you're doing this inner, like doing this body work on others and like the energy work something that i'm curious about is what is the most do you find commonalities with your clients of like where their deepest energy blocks are within the body um
1: well i find i work with um uh nine different chakras so and there's no commonality there okay so that can be anywhere and uh, also work with where that could be found in the physical body as well. Mm-hmm. So they're working with the energetic body and the physical body. No, I don't find commonalities and I'm always really open because even if, for example, somebody comes to me, for example, with a, a childhood sexual trauma, okay, they were abused as a child, you would automatically think that, oh, you know, you're going to work on the sacral chakra area mm-hmm. or potentially the... Um, Uh, or potentially the solar plexus but actually when I go in that's where the it's it's that's where the symptom is manifesting but the root might be somewhere very different the root might be for example in the root chakra which is there's a root that is related to terror Mm. or it could be in the throat chakra where the root is related to um, being silenced Mm. you know so no there's no absolutes and there are no real patterns and that each healing session is completely unique Mm. the expression of if the same person two different people coming with the same issue i'll find the root and i'll find the inception point in very different places
0: wow that's really amazing and that's again that's so true because you would think logically you would work on those two chakras but then it's like when you get deeper the root that's it. Again, it just reminds me so uh, similar to the work that I do with clients, because it's like, we start with one thing, this is the problem. Then we go into these deeper rooted memories that it's like, at three years old, this happened. And it's like, how did that end up with me being scolded by my boss? Right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. And so I think that's so, it's so poignant and powerful and potent (laughs) to really witness there. And so another question I have too, is like, Are people, and again, I feel like I can do this to a degree, but I would love to hear your thoughts as like an energy master. Can people access their own blockages? Can they feel them? Can they become more intuitive with them? If so, how? Could you share with us like anything that we could take away from that?
1: Yeah. So I think you can. I think the answer always lies. Like the first point is what are my patterns?
0: Mm-hmm. That's going to
1: give you a clue, roughly where your block is. So, if your is your pattern in um, an inability, you know, I've worked a lot of people who who can't stop eating, for example, or turn off the pool. You know, it's somewhere there. Okay, uh, is your pattern around procrastination? There's a block somewhere. So look for patterns. That's my first piece of advice. Once you've found the pattern. You know, there there are things you can do to tune in. I mean, simple, the simplest techniques is, and you've always got to be in stillness to do this, is to, you know, tune into your chakras. You can do that in your mind's eye. You don't need hands-on healing to do that. You can go through each of your chakras and you can feel, use mm-hmm. your spiritual senses. We can all see, we can all smell, we can all taste, we can all hear What are you picking up as you're going in to each of these chakras and practice that because it's not going to come naturally. So when you develop that capacity, you can then, as you're going through, then stop and say, oops, I'm sensing something a bit different in my heart chakra for argument's sake. Mm -hmm. And that gives you a clue. So that's another way. The other thing that I work a lot with and I'm very big into is dreaming. I mentioned that earlier. So very simple, and we all dream and it's mystical and it's it's spiritual and there's so much healing that happens in it here's a simple technique all you need to do is you need to before you go to sleep at night get into uh, the right state and set a heartfelt intention mm. dream universe tonight in my dreams i want to heal start a process of healing my biggest blocks and do that every night for seven nights and then document what comes up overnight for you. So yeah. that's another thing that's accessible to all of us. Uh, so yeah, you don't have to be an energy master to tune in, but you do have to get into a discipline you've got to practice it. It's a muscle that needs yeah. to be built.
0: Yeah. I resonate with that too. I, I think that a lot of people think that we are just born with these gifts. And some of us are, but I know that everyone has the ability to turn on their psychic and intuitive abilities. And so it's really cool to hear different practitioners and coaches come on and share more of the way that they attune to their gifts and turn them on. I've never heard really, I mean, I've heard about dreaming. I've heard about lucid dreaming. I heard about like dream interpretation, but to actually like set an intention before bed for a dream, I've never really heard before. So I think that's really amazing that we can start tuning in that way. And so from there, what would you suggest if people are saying like, okay, I'm going to do this for seven nights and journal down. And what if I like cannot make sense? of what came up for me. What do I do?
1: you got to just keep practicing. <laughs>
0: keep <laughs> you practicing, you'll you figure it out. You'll figure
1: it out. I've been doing it for like 30 years and wow. um, now it's very clear. I wake up and I know exactly what, like within a split second, I'll have them. there are two things. People struggle to remember their dreams. And then if they do remember them, people struggle to make sense of them. Yeah. So, um, you know, you you could work with an energy master to help you activate that capacity. I've done that. Or if you don't want to do that, you could just practice. And it's a discipline. And the more you do it, the more um, that gift just opens up. Because what you're doing, it's actually an incredible gift. Because what you're doing is you are tapping into the wisdom of your intuitive voice it's your unconscious and so so that that I just think keep practicing I think seven days is a nice you know a a nice number you can do it for 21 days Uh, but if it doesn't come doesn't turn on immediately there's a block Uh, Mm. and then just keep at it and there are a couple of things you can do Uh, you can set that intention before you go to sleep or if you want to be more specific you can actually address your your dream before you go to sleep dream Please, and you can ask your dream a specific question. So um, I don't know, the question could be anything. Dream, can you show me why I am unable to to do A, B, and C? Or dream, can you show me why I struggle with X, Y, and Z? You can actually be very, very specific. Or dream, explain to me the significance of da, 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 da. You can, and then you start to get clearer answers because you're asking a very specific question to your dreams. Mm. So that's another way of making it a little bit easier.
0: I love that. And so, thanks I'm for listening. Something I also want to ask flip you, the for switch people online. that are listening. Maybe please they've never shared an introduction and I don't listen up. And if you appreciate the show, and what they offer, please jump over to iTunes, give us some stars. think about feeling for it, write a review. When it is and time if to you see want to an learn energy more about healer these topics or that we discussed today, or check out the show notes for more information. Or you, you can also come hang out, shoot me the on Instagram. There's so many names, there's so many stuff. I mean, I will see you guys next week. So, when is it time to like go to the spiritual realm for support?
1: well you'll know and each person's different you'll know because the discomfort of being where you are exceeds or is greater than overshadows the discomfort of going on the path on -hmm. the journey so Mm -hmm. that was my journey and I know from working in the concept with the concept of human transformation in corporates that people have got to feel this thing it's called survival anxiety doesn't mean they the actual survival is at stake they might you know but they've got to feel this sense that if I don't change things are going to be really difficult for me or I'm going to pay the price, or I I can't bear this anymore it's that dialogue you've got to have there's got to be a catalyst yeah. and you know when that when it's so uncomfortable that the fear of change exceeds changing
0: Yeah. And I love what you mentioned of like, you'll just know, because in my experience, being a coach, I've always just sought out coaches. I never thought about energy healers or intuitives or channels or anything. I saw a psychic once and I thought it was baloney. Um, Not that I didn't believe in them, but I just was like, eh. But then it was like, I think there also, and again, maybe for coaches out there too, if this resonates, I think in whoever you are, you just will know when it's time to like see an energy healer or an intuitive because last year I was like at an all-time low in my business and my relationship. I was confused on and excuse me a friend of mine was recommending seeing her intuitive and she kept, she would just share things like, Oh my God, she's predicted things for me, this and that, the other. And I was like, okay, that's great. I'm going (laughs) to go to a coach. And so finally I was at this crosshairs where I was like, I don't think someone can tell me anymore what to do. I think this needs to be on an energetic, intuitive level. And finally I saw her and I, totally understood where she was coming from, like completely changed my mind, like my life and just gave me an opportunity to see things differently. And then I got my attunement with her and all of that. So yeah, I think there's like that, like inner, like inner body feeling of just like, it is time to like try a new modality that is like beyond the, the logical because coaching can be very logical. We're, we're using a lot of subconscious, Tools, But we're going like it's logical, right? And it's going into the emotional body. But like when it's talking about the spiritual body, there's just something that you just know when you're ready to like explore that part of you. And for me, it just opened me up to a whole new dynamic of myself.
1: Exactly, Jess, and what you're touching on is really important because, like for me, I'd been in therapy all these years, and the modality was no longer working for me. Like I'd mm-hmm. reached where I could go with it, which was yeah. deep understanding, that I couldn't change my life. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that's great. It's, I agree with you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and, hmm. and for me now, it's like I do both. I have to have my my spiritual humans and community. And then I have more of like my coaches and all of that. And I just for me, it just like I notice as I turn my intuition on more by go, like learning how to access that through my intu- my, my spiritual community and my, my guide that I can be able to like give people more insight intuitively as I'm coaching. So they blend so well. It's not to say Beautiful. one's better than the other, but you just organically, like you said, you just know when it's time to go into more of the energy body in that moment um, versus maybe a traditional Method, if you will. And they work together so synchronistically, too. It's
1: you need both. I
0: agree. You You do need both. both.
1: You do. And I mean, I'm a little similar in my approach, in that I come with a background in coaching and group work and psychology. It's a beautiful blend. Yeah. When you bring everything together, it makes magic. There was another thing I once heard, which I just want to share here because I think it's so relevant to what we're talking about. Your highest self always knows how to make it happen. Just mm-hmm. relax and let go. So that is around tuning in. That is around listening to that little voice, that nagging voice, the signs, the synchronicities. You will know. Uh, and when it comes to you, when the messages come to you, it's your responsibility to listen to them and act on them.
0: Oof. Yes. Gabrielle, I <laughs> love this conversation me so much. Me too. Um, would love to ask you, how can we connect with you?
1: You can connect with me best way is hop onto my instagram gabrielle.pimstone i'm really good with dms i love making connections on dms i also post three times a week or so I, i i'm very tactical with my posting i give tips i give simple techniques for people so that might be useful. You can follow my Instagram. don't know my Instagram, my Facebook page, but I'm not as active on there. Uh, or else you know, if you go to my website, this opportunity to just send a chat to me. but I think Instagram's probably the best way.
0: Love it. Gabrielle, thank you so much for being here, sharing your energy, thank your you. wisdom, your experience with us. so everyone thank can you. connect with Gabrielle. Thank you so much for being. Here. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for having me. Mm, what a powerful episode. Coming on here just to lovingly remind you that we now have a question form to fill out. So if you would like your question answered Or if you would like to hear more specific topics or hear from specific guest experts, I'm really inviting you to go to the show notes, click the link for the question form and fill out your question. It can be completely anonymous. This just helps me craft and curate the best conversations with expert leaders and also solo episodes. So again, thank you for your participation your interaction and listening and supporting this podcast